You know it. We all encounter fear from time to time. It is simply part of being human. But today I'm here to give you some ideas on overcoming fear or as the title states in today's episodes, let's crush that fear. These ideas come from research after studying Napoleon Hill's work in his books, Think and Grow Rich, and one of my absolute favorites, Outwitting the Devil. We will also discuss some of Neville Goddard's work on fear as well. You're listening to Kathy's Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Owen. I have been a certified fitness trainer and certified life coach since 2002. On this channel, we talk about having a growth mindset, healthy habits, fitness, and even some reality transurfing. And today, we're talking about crushing your fears. Fear is something that happens to all of us. But when we know where that fear is coming from and what emotion is evoked because of it, we can transmute that fear into faith. This is something I talk about all the time on this channel. And when you overcome fear, you find your power. Fear of public speaking is probably the most common fear. To transmute that, it takes practice, action, and facing that fear head on in spite of it trying to hold us back. To me, fear is just the devil trying to keep us from accomplishing our dreams. The first step is confronting that fear with a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Simply having a fear of failure can hold you back. This fear can cause a cascade of negative experiences, and I don't want that for you. You know, I gained valuable insight from the book Outwitting the Devil on fear. Those negative outcomes of fear can be transformed into huge, big changes in your life. Before you know it, that fear will be in your rearview mirror. So Napoleon Hill had a conversation with the devil in the book Outwitting the Devil, which is one of my absolute favorites. It is, in fact, in the top three. The entire book is about how the devil uses fear to hold us back. The first time I listened to this book, it made so much sense to me. Actually, I listened to it on Audible because the devil's voice is so authentic. I cannot suggest this book enough. Here's the premise of Napoleon Hill's conversation with the devil in Outwitting the Devil. One of my cleverest devices for mind control is fear. I plant the seed of fear in the minds of people and... As these seeds germinate and grow through use, I control the space they occupy. The six most effective fears are the fear of poverty, criticism, ill health, loss of love, old age, and death. And those six fears that he talks about right there are what we are going to discuss in detail today. It's important to note that Napoleon Hill is actually having a conversation with himself in this book. But I can tell you that that conversation is powerful. There are many things we can do to release fear. Remind yourself that we are only human beings having life experiences. It is helpful that you do not shame yourself for your fears. It is simply a learning experience. Fear is controlled by our emotions and our past experiences. It is embedded in our subconscious mind. It is also reactivity. Reactivity is negative emotions and is a reaction to the fear of the unknown. 
As I said a few episodes ago, reactivity is simply the ego having a temper tantrum. So how do we quiet that temper tantrum? The first thing we want to do is identify and discuss those six basic fears that Napoleon Hill taught us. The first one we're going to discuss is fear of poverty. The fear of poverty is a common fear that can have a profound impact on one's life. This fear can manifest as a fear of not having enough money to meet basic needs, such as food and shelter, or a fear of not being able to provide for oneself or one's family. It can also lead to feelings of insecurity and anxiety, as well as negative thoughts and behaviors such as hoarding money or not taking calculated risks in one's career or business. To overcome the fear of poverty, it's important to adopt a positive and proactive mindset. Easier said than done, I know, but as I always say, action breaks fear. But the good news is there are many different ways to do this. Try to focus on creating financial stability and security. This can involve setting financial goals, developing a budget, and investing in education and skills that can increase earning potential. It is always important to cultivate a sense of gratitude and to focus on the things in life that bring joy and fulfillment rather than just material wealth. Here is what Outwitting the Devil says about fear of poverty. I wish I could do his voice, but I can't, and I'm not even going to try because it would just distract you. But here's what he says. I have countless ways of gaining control of human minds while they are still on the earth plane. My greatest weapon is poverty. I deliberately discourage people from accumulating material wealth because poverty discourages men from thinking and makes them easy prey for me. I teach people to become drifters by causing them to drift out of school into the first job they can find, with no definite aim or purpose except to make a living. Through this trick, I keep millions of people in fear and poverty all of their lives. Fear of poverty is a state of mind, nothing else, but it is sufficient to destroy one's chances of achievement in any undertaking, a truth which became painfully evident during the Depression. This fear paralyzes the faculty of reason, destroys the faculty of imagination, kills off self-reliance, undermines enthusiasm, discourages initiative, and leads to uncertainty of purpose. It encourages procrastination, wipes out enthusiasm, and makes self-control an impossibility. So the next fear we'll discuss is the fear of criticism. The fear of criticism is a common fear that can hold individuals back in many areas of their lives, such as relationships, careers, and personal growth. This fear can stem from deep-seated fear of being judged or rejected by others and can cause individuals to avoid taking risks or speaking their minds. It can also lead to feelings of insecurity, anxiety, and self-doubt as well as negative thoughts and behaviors, such as constantly seeking approval from others. These fears can be unconscious, and this is where our subconscious programming can come into play. To overcome the fear of criticism, it's important to develop a strong sense of self-worth and to focus on personal growth and development. And I talk about this all the time on this channel. And one of the greatest books I found on building a sense of 
self-worth is psycho-cybernetics. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes and description. But again, I know this is easier said than done. But many times this can involve seeking out constructive feedback, learning to accept criticism as a part of growth, and focusing on one's own goals and desires rather than the opinions of others. Additionally, it's important to cultivate a positive mindset and surround oneself with supportive and encouraging people who will help build that confidence and resilience. Here are some symptoms of fear of criticism. Self-consciousness, generally expressed through nervousness, timidity in conversation, and in meeting strangers. Awkward movement of the hands and limbs and shifting of the eyes. Another symptom is lack of poise, expressed through a lack of voice control, nervousness in the presence of others, poor posture of the body, and poor memory. And then another symptom is extravagance, the habit of trying to keep up with the Joneses, spending beyond one's income. Here's what Outwitting the Devil says about criticism. My second best trick is not a second at all. It is the first. It is first because without it, I never could gain control of the minds of the youths, parents, school teachers, religious instructors, many other adults unknowingly serve my purpose by helping me to destroy in children the habit of thinking for themselves. They go about their work in various ways, never suspecting what they are doing into the minds of children or the real cause of the children's mistakes. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And then what Neville Goddard says about fear of criticism, he says to always think in clarity of form, for as you do, you are influencing others. When I wanted to get out of Barbados, I didn't think of influencing anyone. I simply used clarity of form and walked up the gangplank in my imagination. That act caused someone 5,000 miles away to cancel their passage. And although there were hundreds ahead of me waiting for passage, the one who had the power to distribute the tickets chose us. So I did influence others. I imagined, and we came back while thousands who preceded us in applying for the passage continued to wait their turn. The next fear we'll discuss is fear of ill health. The fear of poor health can be a significant source of anxiety and stress for many individuals. This fear can stem from a concern about the physical and emotional consequences of poor health, such as chronic pain, disability, or a reduced quality of life. It can also lead to feelings of worry, helplessness, and sadness, as well as negative thoughts and behaviors, such as neglecting self-care or avoiding medical attention. To overcome the fear of poor health, it's important to prioritize self-care and focus on maintaining good physical and mental health. I talk about this all the time, and this can involve engaging in regular exercise, eating a balanced and nutritious diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeking medical attention when necessary. Additionally, it's important to cultivate a positive and proactive mindset and to focus on stress management and relaxation techniques, such as meditation or mindfulness. By taking these steps, individuals can increase their resilience and reduce the fear of poor health and improve their overall well-being. Here's what Outwitting the Devil says about fear of poor health. 
My next best friend is ill health. An unhealthy body discourages thinking. Then I have countless thousands of workers on earth who aid me in gaining control of human minds. I have these agents placed in every calling. They represent every race and creed, every religion. Now, it's important to note here that I do have a mind map that goes with this episode, and I encourage you to go download that mind map because what it will do is it will help you to work on these things yourself because that's where your power lies. It lies within you. I can only say these things, but then when you go work with it on your own, just like I have with my mentor, it will change your life and it will help you to see maybe where you are telling yourself the wrong things and the things that are encouraging these fears instead of discouraging. I invite you to go download those at kathyowen.com backslash mind map. Here's what Neville Goddard says about the fear of ill health. He says, self-suggestions are the culprit here. The habit of negative use of self-suggestion by looking for and expecting to find the symptoms of all kinds of disease, enjoying imaginary illness and speaking of it as being real. The habit of trying all fads and isms that are recommended by others as having therapeutic value. Talking to others about operations, accidents, and other forms of illness. Experimenting with diets, physical exercises, and reducing symptoms without professional guidance. Trying home remedies, patent medicines, and so-called quack remedies. So he talks about hypochondria in this part, in the habit of talking of illness, and concentrating the mind upon disease and expecting its appearance until a nervous break occurs. Nothing that comes in bottles can cure this condition. It is brought on by negative thinking, and nothing but positive thoughts can affect a cure. Hypochondria is a medical term for imaginary disease, and it is said to do as much damage on occasion as the disease one fears might do. Most so-called cases of nerves and major panic attacks come from imaginary illnesses. Fear of ill health often interferes with proper physical exercise and results in being overweight, causing one to avoid outdoor life and regular exercise and movement. I talk about this all the time on this channel, and you can also visit my blog, which includes tons of articles on fitness, wellness, mindset, reality transurfing, and more. And you can find that at kathyowen.com backslash blog. The next fear we will discuss is loss of love. The fear of loss of loved one is a fear that can affect individuals deeply and can cause significant emotional distress. This fear can stem from a concern about losing a close friend, partner, or family member and can lead to feelings of sadness, anxiety, and helplessness. It can also result in negative thoughts and behaviors, such as withdrawing from others or avoiding activities and experiences that bring joy and fulfillment. To overcome this fear of a loss of a loved one, it's important to focus on cultivating a strong sense of connection and appreciation for the people in one's life. This can involve spending quality time with loved ones, practicing gratitude and mindfulness, 
and focusing on creating positive memories and experiences, which lead to positive emotions. Also, it's important to have a support system of friends and family who can provide emotional support during difficult times. By taking these steps, it can be one of the best ways to reduce the fear of your loss of loved ones and increase the sense of happiness, security, and well-being. Here's what Outwitting the Devil says about loss of love. Here is one of my most effective methods of converting people into the habit of drifting. I cause married people to bicker and nag at one another. Over money matters. I cause them to quarrel over the bringing up of their children. I engage them in unpleasant controversies over their intimate relationships and disagreements over friends and social activities. I keep them so busy finding fault with one another that they never have time to do anything else long enough to break their habit of drifting. Drifting is a popular topic in Outwitting the Devil. And that's what he uses to choose. So you do fall into fear. And drifting is simply just letting your mind go, just like it sounds, letting it drift onto whatever. You have the power to control that. Here are some symptoms of loss of love. Jealousy, the habit of being suspicious of friends and loved ones without any reasonable evidence or sufficient grounds. The habit of accusing a wife or husband of infidelity without grounds and general suspicion of everyone. Absolute faith in no one. And fault finding, the habit of finding fault with friends, relatives, business associates, and loved ones upon the slightest provocation or without any cause whatsoever. Here's what Neville taught us about the fear of a loss of loved one. When you enter the state you desire to express and believe it is true, no earthly power can stop it from objectifying itself. And although you do not deliberately influence others, you influence everyone. As Sir James Frazier said, a man on this planet cannot raise a hand without influencing the furthest star in the heavens in its unified form. The next fear we're going to discuss is fear of old age. The fear of old age is one of those common fears that can stem from concerns about physical and mental decline, as well as social and financial insecurity. (laughs) You know, I always say this, I am as old as the Super Bowl and dang proud of it. I did an episode on reversing aging through mindset and exercise and I also talked about reality transferring principles and aging, and it was pretty profound. I'm probably going to do an updated episode on that, but I'll have a link to the show notes in and the description on where you can read that article, which includes the video and the podcast episode. The fear of old age can lead to unwanted feelings of anxiety, uncertainty, and sadness, as well as negative thoughts and behaviors such as avoiding activities and experiences that bring joy and fulfillment. Please don't let that be you. To overcome the fear of old age, try cultivating a positive and proactive mindset and prioritizing self-care and personal growth. This can involve engaging in physical activity and exercise, maintaining a healthy and balanced diet, and continuing to learn and grow in new and interesting ways. Again. It is important to have a strong support system of friends and family and to focus on creating a sense of purpose and meaning in one's life. Every human needs this. By taking these steps, individuals can reduce their fear of old age 
and increase their sense of well-being, security, and happiness as they age. Habits and underlying beliefs around the fear of old age. The habit of speaking apologetically of oneself as being old merely because one has reached the age of 40 or 50 instead of reversing the rule and expressing gratitude for having reached the age of wisdom and understanding. Another habit is killing off initiative, not trying new things and suppressing imagination, and self-reliance by falsely believing oneself is too old to exercise these qualities could be the real reason why one is fearing old age. The next fear we'll discuss is the fear of death. The fear of death is a fear that affects individuals of all ages and cultures. This fear can stem from a concern about the unknown as well as a fear of leaving loved ones behind. It can lead to negative feelings that last a long time. Fear of death causes one to picture the worst case scenario. They look at difficult situations with fearful feelings. To overcome the fear of death, it's important to focus on cultivating by a positive and proactive mindset, and it helps to seek out experiences and activities that bring meaning and purpose to life. This can involve pursuing hobbies and interests, connecting with others through relationships and community involvement, and focusing on making a positive impact in the world. Talk about a more positive outcome than the fear of death. It's important to have a strong support system of friends and family and to find ways to cope with difficult emotions and thoughts related to death. By taking these steps, individuals can reduce their fear of death and increase their sense of well-being, security, and happiness. Here are some habits around the fear of death. The habit of thinking about dying instead of making the most of life due generally to the lack of purpose or lack of suitable occupation. This fear is more prevalent among the aged, but sometimes the more youthful are victim of it. The greatest of all remedies for the fear of death is a burning desire for achievement, backed by useful service to others. A busy person seldom has time to think about dying, (laughs) and they find that life is too thrilling to worry about death. The habit of thinking about dying instead of making the most of life due generally to the lack of a purpose or a lack of a suitable occupation. In conclusion, fear is something we all face as human beings. Try authentic, positive thinking to overcome the emotional symptoms of fear in everyday life. What do I mean by that? Authentic, positive thinking. You know, toxic positivity is something I just am polar opposite to. There's no such thing as toxic positivity. That is saying that happiness is toxic. And sorry, but it's not. It is forced, absolutely, just like I talk about in the levels of consciousness and power versus force. But authentic positivity comes from a real, true place of happiness. And I talk about that all the time. And I will also have a link to an article I wrote on authentic positivity. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes and description. Remember, you are not alone in the fear department. We all face dangerous situations with fear. That is a mechanism built in us to protect us. Just keep that in mind.
Thank you for spending part of your day with me. I trust that you found this episode helpful. If you know someone who can benefit from this, please share it with them. And until next time, I will see you next time. Peace out and namaste.